Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, still here in quarantine as of May 29th, 2020, here in my uh, home studio. I wish I could be in person with this uh, individual that we're about to speak with, but nonetheless, I'm still fighting the good fight and we're still doing podcasting episodes. So really excited to be here today. I have a great guest with me. As a matter of fact, this guest, in my estimation, is pure fire no pun intended. But Ezekiel Kindle is the founder of Kindle Spices. If you guys don't really know this about me, I am a hot sauce guy, have been since I was a child. I love all kinds of hot sauce. Everywhere I go around the world, I always try to find a local hot sauce and bring it back. It was, it was nothing but kismet that Ezekiel and I met last year, almost about this time, but it was actually in, in August. 
we met at the Roots Festival. I was volunteering and trying to help out Jeremy and his team on some things at one of the locations. And Ezekiel was set up with his booth and sharing his hot sauce. And I was just blown away. And um, he actually gave me a free bottle, which I ran through so fast, it wasn't even funny. But without further ado, I just wanted to welcome Ezekiel Kendall to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Ezekiel, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I, I would love to, um, you know, I want to get into a couple of things as we talked about before we got on the air. I would love for you just to share with the audience your superhero origin story. You Actually, I'll just let you tell it. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who Ezekiel Kendall is and why hot sauce is so important to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I like that. I like, I like being a superhero. I'll take that. <laughs> so I was born here in Fayetteville, but I moved to a little beef cattle farm that my family owns just right over the border into Oklahoma when I was a young kid. And uh, I moved back to come to college. And uh, like many, many people who have ever lived here for any amount of time, I stayed. I loved it. There was no question in my mind that this was the place for me to be uh, as soon as I got out of college. And uh, I mean, I, I had a pretty good childhood. I had uh, lots of gardens, as you can imagine, being out on a farm. My grandpa and my dad both had huge gardens all the way growing up. And that was, that was pretty distilled in me. That was, that was part of me. As soon as my wife and I got our first place here in Fayetteville, one of the first things we did was just tear up a square in the backyard and put some wood down and we made a frame and had a garden. And that first year, I actually just grew jalapenos and cayennes, which looking back on it, that was, uh, that was much less heat in my life <laughs> than, uh, than I'm experiencing today. And, and we kind of moved it up every year. The second year, we had jalapenos, cayennes, and some habaneros. And then the third year, I don't know why, we just got some ghosts, scorpions, and Carolina reapers. And we just, we just upped the ante when it came to heat. And most of that, and this is actually the story that's on the, the back of our very first hot sauce bottles, is uh, most of that is my grandfather's fault. When I was a kid, he would kind of play tricks on me. He loved to eat jalapenos. He thought they were really good. He could handle that heat level. And I was, it was around the age eight or nine. He would always find one that was super hot that he couldn't eat, and he'd save it until I came over for Sunday lunch. And, uh, and he, he didn't make a bet. He'd be like, hey, I bet you can't eat this jalapeno. And of course, I would do my absolute best holding back tears, face red, just trying to munch that jalapeno down. And it's interesting if he could look back on us now here. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same thing, but with Carolina Reapers, the hottest pepper in the world. So I, I've munched two or three of those down in my life so far. And, and uh, he really, to stick with the heat puns, he really ignited, you could say, <laughs> <laughs> a fire there with that. And yeah, I just... I've just been obsessed. And it, I mean, it, I tell him all the time, it's his fault. Like he did this to me. Like I am, I'm obsessed with heat. And uh, we've realized that we wanted to do something with it. My wife and I, both being people that loved spicy foods. When I grew those ghost peppers, scorpion peppers and Trinidad or uh, Carolina Reapers that third year, when we grew those, we filled our entire kitchen freezer full of peppers because wow. we didn't know what to do with them. We had yeah. so many. Yeah. You can only do so much with peppers of that heat. We didn't know what to do. We, we, just had a, we just had a full freezer and it was either throw them away or it was make something with them because you got to have freezer room for food and other things that you want to sustain your life. Yeah. 
So I'm curious real quickly, just to interject, were those, so peppers actually, and I remember my grandmother growing a lot of different peppers back in the day, but peppers typically aren't terribly hard to grow. Were those more specialty peppers like the like the ghost and the scorpion and the reaper, were those harder to grow than your more hardier variety of pepper? They are. They are picky peppers. They like a certain amount of magnesium and potassium in their soil. And if they've got too much or too little, they're going to start wilting. They're going to show spots in their leaves and they're not going to grow peppers. They like a certain amount of water. They actually like less water than most plants. So if you see them a little bit wilted, that means they're they're probably pretty happy. That's that's their natural environment and where they want to live. So that was that was fun going from regular hardy plants like tomatoes and cucumbers even or even just a jalapeno plant and then going to these and not knowing what to expect. It was you know, fun. and and I'm funny, I, I I'm curious cuz I, I and as I'm I'm just thinking about it right now, but were those varieties of peppers that existed or were they like spliced and created like because you know when you hear ghost pepper you're like man that sounds like something that was created in a lab somewhere but where like where in the world are ghost peppers found uh, mostly in india <laughs> yeah to that, to, that, that to answers tell your that answers the question right <laughs> there I, I haven't even been to india i want to go but now i know why i didn't run across a ghost pepper but that's cool so go ahead and finish telling what you were going to say yeah no, so in India they actually grow ghost peppers and they hang them on fences around their buildings or their gardens or whatever they want to protect and it protects those buildings from elephants because an elephant will try to eat the pepper and then it will get sick cuz the pepper's too hot and it will run away. So that's the things that I'm putting in my hot sauces for all of I you want, to enjoy. Yeah, you know, I I I've, I've been having a squirrel pop problem lately. I've written about it in the mm. newsletter because uh, I've put up I I've gotten one of the things that I learned to do during this, um, I've always liked to bird watch, but I, I really am doing it a lot more now because, you know, we just have such a, the thing that I've noticed about being here five plus years, almost six soon, is that we just have such a wide variety of, of birds in this area, Northwest Arkansas. And yeah. so I started putting bird feeders out and, and um, but I, I, I you know, the, the squirrels love bird food. And they are driving me crazy. And then I've been looking for like squirrel repellent that wouldn't kill them because I'm not trying to kill them, right? Otherwise, I'd just take my BB gun or air gun and just go out there and get rid of them. I'm just trying to keep them away from the bird feeder. And one of the things that they said works really well are, is, is are hot seeds from, mm -hmm. you know, different peppers that you would put ar around there. And once they eat those a couple of times, they will leave that stuff alone. So... I may have to I may have to bar borrow some ghost peppers from you and and maybe see what we can work out. So, yeah, that is uh, that's one of my favorite thing about birds because they actually don't have the ability to detect capsaicin oil off of the seeds, and so they're they're the biggest spreader of spicy peppers in in most parts of the world because they wow. can eat a pepper, they are not turned away by the heat because they can't taste it, and then they spread the seeds places. I would have definitely recommended putting some spicy seeds in your feed. I'm glad somewhere else on the internet gave you that information. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. And I, I didn't real I didn't realize that birds cannot detect heat like that. So that I guess yeah. that's like a superhero power for them. So, <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about what led you to this trajectory of saying, you know what, not only do I like hot, spicy stuff, that I'm gonna start a business one day. Did you had you what while you were in school, did you have a business? Besides, I know your family ran a farm, which is a business, but what really, you know, gave you or bit, what entrepreneurial bug really bit you that said, okay, I can actually do this? You know, I, I had a couple friends in college who were very entrepreneurial mindset and 
I love that. I love talking to them. I really love brainstorming. That was kind of my favorite part about it. If one of my friends came up and they had a business idea, I would love to talk about it with them. And I still do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I decided probably sophomore or junior year in college that I wanted to run my business, but I, I had no idea what I wanted. And, and I thought about it a lot. You know, Every couple of months, I would try to come up with ideas for a business that I could run. I mean, maybe I just wasn't that creative of a person to come up with something super new that people hadn't seen yet. And I, I went to college for computer engineering degree. So I was always trying to come up with a program or some app that I could make. And I never really got there. When, going back to when I had that freezer full of peppers, that was one of the first thoughts that I had. I was like, I could, I could make some sauce. I could see how it worked, see how it, what happened. And we could go from there. I thought about selling at the farmer's market, things like that. And it was just kind of turning my little tiny hobby and things that I was already good at into something that I could share. And then it went from, wow, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I should really try to share it. Maybe I should try to sell this at Harps or sell this at Ozark Natural Foods. And so it just kind of blossomed from there. And I'm, I'm still keeping alive that entrepreneurial mindset when it comes to my friends and things. I have monthly meetings with some of my friends and now it's monthly Zoom calls with some of my friends, but we always throw back ideas and goals that we want to achieve in life. And I'm constantly trying to help them achieve that because a lot of the local companies, as you know, around here have helped me achieve this business goal that I wanted to achieve. Yeah, that I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, so you started you started Kindle Spices in 2018. You decided, mm-hmm. let me see what I could make of this. You weren't necessarily sure the direction that it would take. I'm curious to know what background or what lent you to the understanding of being able to formulate all these different sauces. And was it just a lot of testing in the kitchen to ultimately get that that perfect concoction? Right. I mean, you know, we think about Colonel Harlan Sanders and the 11 herbs and spices and all the work that went into that. A recipe, I might add, that is still under lock and key, right? Nobody knows yeah. exactly what's in that 11 herbs and spices. But the bottom line is it, it takes a lot of testing and retesting and, and trial and error to come up with a, the right combination. And as a, as a hot sauce guy myself, and I, and I, I mean, <laughs> it's one thing to, and I, and I have a question in here, but it's, it's one thing to just eat something hot or have a hot sauce. It's another thing to have something that's hot and flavorful. There is a difference, yep. right? And so what I found from yours, and my, I shared it with my wife, whose family's from Trinidad, so we know about spice, Scotch mm. bonnet, and a lot of other really cool spices that are down there that, that, that you know, she grew up having in her food. But, and I actually shared some of your spice sauce with my, with my mother-in-law who I think is like a bird. She has no ability to, I mean, nothing hot affects that's her. That's awesome. We think that's like her super, that's like her superpower. But anyway, what is it, what did you have to go through to kind of develop and, and come up with all of these different amazing sauces? I mean, you've got, you've got ghost pepper sauce, you have a blackberry stinger. I love the names. You have short fuse, blueberry stinger, you have apple temptation. You have so many different ones. How what did you how did you start formulating all those different sauces? Yeah, so like you said, we we started in early 2018, but we didn't actually come out with a sauce that we could sell until January of 2019. Okay. So that should that, that tells you a big part of that story there. We spent a lot of time in the kitchen. My wife and I, she absolutely loves to just sit at the kitchen table and wait until I pull some type of sauce out of a pan and give her a spoon of it to see 
to see how it tastes. She's she's kind of my my test subject on most of the stuff when it comes to this. Yeah, I would say we probably spent eight months of cooking in the kitchen and trying out new sauces almost every single weekend. And it wasn't until January of 2019 that really gave me the the motivation, I guess, mm-hmm. to just to just do it. I'd been working with some people who you've actually had on this podcast, the uh, the owners of Black Apple Hard Cider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Leo and those guys. So, yeah, I, I'd been working with Leo and he he had an idea. January 22nd was International Hot Sauce Day in 2019. <laughs> and he said, you've brought all these sauces to me to try. Why don't you just pick four, come up here and we'll do like a sauce flight. And the thing that he didn't know at the time was that none of those sauces were FDA approved. None of those sauces had any of like the actual paperwork that I needed to have done to make myself you know, legally sell them. Right. I can make them at home and share them with people. Right, I just can't right, sell them. Right. And he, he and I had this conversation on January 10th and I had 12 days. I had 12 days to pick four sauces, get them approved, make them in a kitchen and be able to sell them. And that was the longest 10 days or 12 days of my life. It was insane. And weirdly enough, that's kind of what did it. I had all these little recipes that I was constantly tweaking, trying to make perfect. Mm-hmm. And and that ended up being part of my problem was yeah. my little bit of a, a perfectionist touch that I was trying yeah. to add to those sauces. And so I did. I, I picked the the blueberry and blackberry stinger, which that was against my better judgment because there used to be a cherry stinger and that was my favorite but that was no one else's favorite that I let try it. <laughs> and and that was a tough thing for me. I was like, this is my business. I want to do the sauce that I want to make. But I, I chose to leave that one out. And I made the Apple Temptation sauce kind of as a paying homage to Leo and everybody at Black Apple Hard Cider for, for doing me a solid. You know, they, they took me in, they advertised for me, they let me do this thing. So I tried to make an apple themed hot sauce. And then we have the ghost pepper, which is our crowning achievement. And that one, was made about three days before the event. I put some stuff in a pot. I thought it tasted good. My brother and I went to the AFIC kitchen here that the University of Arkansas has, and we made 200 bottles of it. It was just on a whim. We put it in there, and it turns out that it's it's still our best-selling sauce that we've, we have. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think Vol- Voltaire is the one that said, the perfect is the enemy of the good. And it took Leo... <laughs> to cajole you into realizing that. And I want to thank him personally for that because you certainly have stumbled upon something really, really good here. And it is, I think it's, it's a perfect testament and an example. And I, I hope that everybody listening to this realizes that if you endeavor to start a business or to go out and create something and do something amazing, sometimes you have to ship it, you know, and let the market tell you, let, let, the, let your community or let the people that you're sharing it with let you know. A lot of times we are our own worst critic, we're our own worst enemy, and you know you were renting space in your head that was telling you that, hey, no, this can't happen, and it took Leo and others to encourage you and say, listen, dude, just put this out here and let let yep. people just de- let the people decide. So, yeah, I think I think it's a perfect example, and I hope everybody listening to this podcast hears that very clearly, especially in this time frame. As the recording of this podcast, a lot of us are stuck in our homes. For extended periods of time. I haven't been on an airplane in God knows how long. I don't even know how, how I would handle myself if I got, although I don't want to get on one right now. But in, in seriousness, this is a great time to create. This is a great time to come up with some things. Some of you have inventions, some of you have ideas, and 
I could go on and on. I don't. I didn't want to be on a soapbox, but you really encouraged me by sharing that part of the story because I think people need to hear yeah. that and understand it. So as you go to wherever you can go to pick up Kindle Spices, and we'll we'll hear from Ezekiel later as to in terms of where you can find his spices. I want you to be thinking about the planning and preparation that went into getting this to market. And sometimes it's not as difficult as you think it is. Sometimes we just need a kick in the pants to move some things forward. Would you agree? Hundred percent. That's all, I, and I I need that constantly. Yeah, that's one of the best things do. about we all do. My wife here, she she gives me a kick in the pants sometimes. <laughs> I'll make a sauce, and she's like, "This is good. You need to take it to somebody now. Right. Like, don't right. don't rethink it, don't overthink <laughs> it, like I do. I'm a data analyst at heart. Right. I'm going to analyze that thing right. into the ground. Yeah, and so we need that, and it's great. You know, you said earlier about you know Arkansas is kind of a hub of entrepreneurship right now. And that is something that I absolutely love about it. There is an entrepreneur somewhere in Northwest Arkansas who has either been through what you want to go through or what you're about to go through, or they have direct experience doing the same thing that you're doing. And they are there to give you that kick in the butt. And it's, it's so supporting. It seems rough being kicked in the butt, yeah, but uh, yeah. it is so supporting having that yeah. It's so, so, and, I, and I'd be curious to know, because again, you didn't, I mean, as a data analyst, did you like, before you, you ventured off to start this, did you like, look at all the numbers of like the market share of the different hot sauce companies? And, you know, I've, I've been a fan of Tabasco and, and I, I've told people all the time, if you're down in the Avery Island area down in um, Louisiana, you need to go visit their facilities. It's really amazing how one family has, has held on to that and done what they've done for so long. And they actually have a really good ghost pepper version of Tabasco, which they sell in a few places. I, I, it's hard to find, but I actually found it down yep. there, down there right off of this, off of the uh, quarter in a hot sauce shop. Because like I said, I, everywhere I go, I try to pick up some hot sauce. And man, that version of Tabasco is the best version that I've ever had. But I'm just curious with your data analyst mindset, did you like overdo crunching numbers to see what, you know, whether it even made sense for you to do this? I did. In the beginning, I I found every type of sauce that I could find. I found where they were at. Did my best. Some companies have some public numbers. You can find out how much they move, how much product they sell on a month-to-month basis. I was watching the show Hot Ones on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've seen every single episode of it. They're in partnership with the company called Heatnist, which is a hot sauce shop in New York. And I called them. I was emailing them. I was trying to figure out how new craft sauces came in. And that, that's a whole other side of the coin is the craft hot sauce side of the market because Tabasco is teetering on the just what you would think of as a store-bought sauce and craft sauce. Because if you look at Tabasco's process, they are a craft sauce. They age all of their sauces in whiskey barrels. There is a very distinct process to how you make that. It's not just vinegar, salt, and peppers right. like a lot of sauces. Right. And so... I definitely overanalyzed things trying to figure out how to break into this market, if this market was even able to be broken into. There are some other companies in Northwest Arkansas who make salsa, and there's another company that makes spicy jam. And so I think that's important. I think for me, it was definitely important to crunch the numbers, but it's definitely also important to not focus on that too much. You kind of got to live your dream. You really got to, like we were just saying, you got to put yourself out there. You got to give it a try because who knows what you might accomplish. I mean, you have no idea. And, and so just for some numbers sake, and I'm sure you'll appreciate this, in 2018, the hot sauce market size was about $4.1 billion. They estimate that that's going to grow 
by more than 20% by 2024 to about 5.5 billion. So, you know, and that's billion with a B, not millions. I mean, it's a big market. It's a big market. <laughs> and, and if nothing else, yeah. those numbers are astounding. But that's just, I mean, there's room for what Ezekiel's doing. There's room for those that have a creative eye towards creating something that people will, will would like to use. And, and certainly you have found your niche with Kindle Spices. And, and, and I applaud you yeah. for taking those steps and, and moving out and trying it, you know, so that's, that is really, really awesome. So tell us a couple of things. A, where can people that are listening to this podcast find Kindle Spices? So right now we are in all 12 of the Northwest Arkansas Harp stores mm-hmm. and we are at Ozark Natural Foods. Harps and Ozark Natural Foods currently carry our ghost pepper and our short fuse sauces. Okay. We're working on getting some more in and we'll see how the market goes. Obviously things right now have been a little up in the air, so we'll see how it goes in the future. Yeah. But all of our sauces are available on our website, kindlespices.com. Sure. And if you're local to Fayetteville, we'll even throw in some free shipping for you there. I love that. Yeah, that's great. I I, um, I think that, you know, people need to get out and, and kind of support what Ezekiel is doing with Kindle Spices and, you know, anybody for that matter. My buddy who we've had on this podcast, Jordan Wright from Wright's Barbecue, finally got his barbecue sauce out and available. And that's some really good sauce. And and yes, I'm, it is. I'm all about the sauce. So I think the good sauce makes goes a long <laughs> way, right? And so... I certainly want to encourage people to to get out and support you guys. I wanted to just kind of tie that in because you mentioned just just for those that are local here to Northwest Arkansas, what would you want to tell somebody about Northwest Arkansas that's thinking about moving here? What makes this area so special? Oh man, there's so many things. It's yeah, so difficult know, to pick from loaded, you know just one. Good question, but give me give me one thing that really <laughs> when when your friends are calling you and saying, "Hey man, I'm thinking about moving to NWA, I, I uh, you know, I, I had a conversation with Walmart or I interviewed with Tyson or maybe Hunt's been recruiting me. What would you tell them? What would be the one or two things you'd say to them about NWA? I think it would definitely have to be that this place has the ability to provide anything you want to you. If you want hiking, there are so many trails within just a couple hours drive. If you want to go that far, you can see some of the the most amazing views outside of a huge mountain trek that you would have to take. We have tons of craft beer. We have tons of startups. We have companies like Wright's Barbecue or like Con Quesos that, that Omar has started. We have all of these companies that seem to work together. It's almost as if we are living in a utopian bubble <laughs> in Northwest Arkansas. And you know, if you want to be near the city, I think the city is just big enough it's just it's just big enough that you could get irritated at the traffic. So if you wanted to, to feel like you were in a big city, right. but you could also live far enough out of it that you don't have to deal with that. And that's part of the thing that's just keeping me here is I would say I am more than content because I'm I'm so happy being here. Yeah. I don't I don't have to go somewhere else for a vacation. I do. I sometimes do. Right. right but I don't right. have to. Yeah. Like that's and that's that's been the most magical thing about this for me. Yeah, I love I love that. And you're abs- you're absolutely right. I mean, you mentioned a lot of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, hiking, craft beer, barbecue, all of my favorite things. The startup <laughs> nation that we have here. And I like that phrase, the utopian bubble. I sometimes feel like that. And again, that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast, Ezekiel, was that I really wanted to give people insight into this area that maybe they didn't have before. And 
you know, that's been the goal. So whether you're thinking about relocating to Northwest Arkansas because you're taking a job with the big three, or you just want to relocate here for a different pace of life, or you already live here and you're trying to discover new things to do, there's always something new happening in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. And you don't have to look any further than obviously you can go to the I am Northwest Arkansas.com website, but there's so much out there. Everybody's got something going on. And and you know, I think the thing about it is it's not there's not a huge competition, you know, like it is in some other big yeah. cities. Like I grew up right outside of New York City, which is as as I mean, competition's at a whole nother level in in the city. Competition is at a whole nother level in the Northeast in general. When I lived out in California, same thing. I lived in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Competition's off the charts. It's not that competition doesn't exist here, but it's it's more open to a variety of thoughts and ideas and situations. So I really want to encourage people to take a closer look. If they are thinking about moving here, it's a good place to come. I don't care what your background is. You could find a home here easily in Northwest Arkansas. Would you agree with that? Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And to echo, to echo the non-competition of things, that has been, you know, getting my sauce into stores and sharing it with a whole lot of people, that, that has been awesome. But the thing that has been just extraordinary for us is the local collaborations that we've been able to do. We've made six different spicy ciders with Black Apple Crossing. You talked about Jeremy from Woodstone earlier. We've, we've now got a Woodstone Sicilian pizza hot sauce that you can buy on our site or at Woodstone whenever they get opened back up. <laughs> and you might, you might be able to get them at the new ONF building right. sometime soon. And we're just constantly working with people. One of the spicy ciders was actually a collaboration with Wright's Barbecue, who you mentioned earlier. Yep. And us, they grilled the pineapples. We provided the Carolina Reapers and they made a spicy grilled pineapple cider. And honestly, if anybody was to go look at your list of podcasts on this podcast, they would find that I've worked with about, I've worked with or trying to work with about 12 of the people. It's almost <laughs> as if I'm using you as a template for who I should send an email That's to. That's awesome. I love and, that. Uh, I love that. Yeah. We, and we, at, the, at, the, at the time of this recording, we have almost 70 episodes in the hopper there at IamNorthwestArkansas.com. So there's plenty to choose from, but I'm honored that you're using my list of people <laughs> to go after and, and create collaboration. But that's what it's all about though, right? I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. So, I mean, no man, yeah. no man or woman is an island. I say that all the time and I mean it. And uh, we're all out here trying to help each other. You're helping me by coming on this podcast. Uh, hopefully I'm helping you by, by maybe giving you some exposure oh, yeah. to some people that didn't know who Kindle Spices was or didn't know that we had our own version of Tabasco right here in Northwest Arkansas. So I think that's uh, perfect. So, well, listen, man, I don't want to put you on the spot because I know it's hard to pick favorites, but what's your go-to place to eat around here? If somebody was saying that I'm in Northwest Arkansas for two or three days, I want to make sure I eat good. You've listed the hiking. You've listed some other things to do. We're going to check out Black Apple for some cider, but I want to eat and I want to eat some really good food. What would be your one top two recommendations. And I don't want to get you in trouble with any restaurant owners that you know, because I know how that <laughs> is, but it's just the idea that you can only pick two. What are they? So I think number one would be Yayo's. All right. All right. Um, fantastic tacos. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough of their food. Yes. It's unbelievable. And uh, Chef Raphael is just a fantastic human being. Yep. Even without the food, it's worth it just to go there to talk to him, yeah. which I have done. Yeah. And the other one, which I think for a lot of my friends, it's probably purely because it's unique. But for me, it's because it's just delicious would be ham and trees. I have not been to another place that has a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant. 
And I doubt that if there is any others in America that they are nearly as good as ham and trees. Yeah. I'm not a huge grilled cheese person, but I do like a grilled cheese from time to time. And uh, they know what they're doing. I remember somebody taking me there very, very soon after I moved here. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. So back in the day when my office used to be right around the corner from them by Wilson Park, I used to head over to ham and trees quite a bit. So I kind of missed that place. So, but I'm glad you mentioned that. That is a that is a good spot. So those are two really good yeah. places that Yayos and actually I reached out. Yayos um started following us on Instagram recently and I connected with them and they're gonna be on the podcast soon. So I can't wait to talk about that because oh, yeah. Chef Raphael has a farm. They do a lot of stuff in the community and they've been around here for a while. So I definitely want to share it. And you're absolutely right. Their Mexican food is to die for. So Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. It's unbelievable is right. Yeah. So, well, man, this has really been a pleasure, Ezekiel. I'm going to make sure I put all of the contact information that we have for you. If, you. if people wanted to just reach out to you and pick your brain or ask you a question, we already said that if they want to order this hot sauce, they can go to kindlespices.com. If they don't want to walk into an mm-hmm. ONF or if they don't want to walk into a Harps, they can easily get your hot sauce that way right on the website. Definitely want to encourage you if you, if you haven't already heard, Oh, Ozark Natural Foods is about to op- move into a new building at the corner of Lafayette and North College. When that opens, I encourage you to go check it out, do a lot of things, and buy some Kindle Spices hot sauce while you're there. And uh, I think you'll, you'll certainly yes. benefit from that. And yeah, that would be that. So we, we really, really appreciate, appreciate you being on the podcast. So like I said, if you have a, another method of connection that you'd like to share with our audience, please let us know. Yeah. Definitely. We, we have a, a communication page on our website that you can email me through, but we are also Kindle Spices on Facebook and on Instagram. And I would love to talk. If you've got questions about hot sauce, go ahead and ask me. If you've got questions about growing peppers, hit me up. If you've got questions about starting a company and you need contacts or you need to try to figure out who to talk to, just shoot me a message. If I can help, I would love to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. So that that's, I really appreciate you saying that. And folks, take him at his word and, and reach out to him. And we'll make sure that all of Ezekiel's contact information is there in the show notes for you at IamNorthwestArkansas.com for this particular episode. So, well, we really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Just shout out to you and your wife and everybody else that has had a hand in putting Kindle Spices together. Another successful entrepreneurial story here in Northwest Arkansas. And we just appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on the show. Oh, I appreciate you. This has been uh, fantastic. I love to talk about sauce more than I love to talk about pretty much anything in the <laughs> there world. You go. There so, you go. So this was a great lunch break for me. This was fantastic. Uh, Thank you so awesome, much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, there you have it. Ezekiel Kindle from Kindle Spices. You can check them out at kindlespices.com. That's all I have for you this week. Again, we're, we're moving into the summer months here in Northwest Arkansas. So much is happening and a lot of us are still hunkering down at home. So I want to still encourage you to stay safe stay responsibly social distant, wear those masks when you can. If we're still in a mask phase, if you will, I don't know when you're going to listen to this. You can listen to this two years from now, but the bottom line is just continue to go out there and do you and make things happen. If you ever have any questions about Northwest Arkansas that we can help you out with, you can always reach me directly at randy at iamnorthwestarkansas.com. I wanted to just encourage you guys to check out some of our sponsors. One of our sponsors is the exclusive real estate group. And um, Chris Dinwiddie there at The Exclusive is an outstanding real estate agent here in Northwest Arkansas. Chris knows what he's doing. They not only do high-end properties, but they do just about anything within reason. 
He works with a number of developers in the area. He's running that whole Mission Heights program over there off of Mission Avenue, right before you hit crossover there on the east side of Fayetteville. And uh, Chris is just an outstanding real estate agent. We've had him on the podcast. So I would really encourage you to reach out to the exclusive real estate group whenever you get a chance, if you ever want to check out them out, if you need real estate help, or if you just have a question. And their website is theexclusiverealty.com and their information will be in our show notes as well. That's all we have for this week. Again, you can find us wherever great podcasts can be found. We really appreciate you checking in with I Am Northwest Arkansas. Keep the reviews coming. Let us know what you think. And if there's somebody that you want to hear on this podcast in the future, just hit me up on email or just uh, reach out to us via our website and uh, you never know, you might hear them next. So that's it for this week. I am your host, Randy Wilburn, and I will see you next week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.